Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valley and joined alongside Logan Plain. How you doing, Logan? Doing well, Kevin. How are you? Doing pretty good. Zach, you're also here. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. That's and great. this is going to be the last episode with you for a while because you're just up and leaving again. I got to go do some stuff, but I'll, <laughs> I'll be back eventually. You never know. I might pop so we up got, here and there. We got three episodes into the next set of 100 before he uh, decides to leave. I feel like that's pretty good. Starting off strong. Yeah. Three episodes. Good job, Zach. Before we get into some news, we got Series X information. We got more Stardew Valley stuff going on. But first, what you guys been playing this last week? I beat Lost Legacy on Crushing. Nice. I started that journey. It took me a couple days. It was way easier than Uncharted 4. Yeah, that was, that was a lot quicker. I got stuck basically on one part um, for it took me about a day to do. Um, it was this part where... You, I think we talked about it, but you jump into a section where there's this car going around in a circle and you have to blow up the car five times before you can take out all the guys and then you have to basically stealth through the whole thing and if you get spotted, you're instantly dead based on how many guys there are and if you can't take out this car, the car will instantly kill you and sometimes if you're just sneaking around, the car will run you over because it doesn't know you're there. So there's a lot of (laughs) factors that go into completing this part of the game on That's crushing fun. but i eventually got through it and after that it was easier there were still quite a few hard sections um the helicopter section was particularly long oh, yeah, i got it on I my that. i got it on my first try because there was a generous checkpoint at the end um but it took me about 30 minutes to do that one section um because i would just have to shoot some guys jump into the water come back out, shoot some guys, jump into the water. And then eventually, once all the guys were gone, I climbed the helicopter and got shot down instantly. And I thought oh. I would have to start over. But thank God, God that was a checkpoint. Jesus. <laughs> so that was a relief. And after that, it was it was pretty straightforward. So I'm glad I, I beat that on Crushing. Um, that was my second playthrough ever of the game. The only other time was back when it came out with Kevin. Um, so it was good to go through that story again. I really liked it. I did all the extra bits, driving around, collecting all the. Oh yeah, when metals. it gets like open world and confusing yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it was weird. I decided to do it because we didn't do it last time, and I wanted to see what you would get. You basically just get a treasure detector, um, which is fine. I don't collect treasures, so whatever. But but it was good. It makes overall. sense for the type of people that would go after that yeah, stuff, exactly. anyways. Yep. Like that's a worthwhile reward for most people that would actually spend their time doing that so yeah but that treasure detector got pretty annoying because every time a treasure was by it would just make this un- oh could you not like, turn it off yeah i could turn it off and i eventually did but it would make this stupid ding every time there was a treasure nearby and it was getting kind of annoying you gotta games gotta make sure that you know yeah exactly so i beat that and then i took a little bit of a break and then i wanted a short game to play so i sat down and played everybody's gone to the rapture which is a walking simulator that I've had in my library for quite some time. I think I picked it up on PS Plus or on a sale or something like that. I've just been sitting on it waiting to play it um, because I have wanted to for a while. And I finally sat down because it's only like a four to five hour long game. Um, I was kind of disappointed in it. Uh, The story wasn't as enthralling as I was expecting it to be. That's basically what these games are for is for the story because you're just walking around getting from piece of the story to piece of the story. The story, the way they that you're supposed to collect the story is kind of jarring in this game because it's not super linear. You actually have to walk around and find the story, so you might end up missing some pieces if you're not thorough enough, or you might get some stuff in the wrong order, and you might miss some pieces altogether. Um, 
but overall, the game looked very beautiful, which led to some very terrible, consistently bad frame rates, um, <laughs> especially when you're like looking at the story unfolding through these light tendrils, because the basis of the story is um, everyone in this small town is disappeared, and you're walking around trying to figure out why, and you're kind of guided by these balls of light, and when you get to like seeing the past, these balls of light kind of form the shape of humans, and it was that, with all these particle effects going on, that was what was really tanking the frame rate, and it was pretty sad to see. Um, it wasn't a terrible game overall. I had a decent amount of time going through it. Um, like I said, the payoff with the story just wasn't satisfying enough to where it was worth it. The walking, you know, I'm, I'm not a patient person. Walking throughout that whole game was kind of annoying. But that's what to, you expect in a walking simulator. There was a kind of a run feature, but you had to hold R2 for them to slowly build momentum, which they didn't even tell you. I had to look that up to see if there was a way to move faster in this game. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a good time. Yeah, I remember that game looking really, really pretty when it came out. For a 2015 game, it looks absolutely gorgeous. wonder what we would have perceived it at, at the time if we played it five years yeah, ago. Yeah, probably would have looked top top shelf. Yeah, still, I was, I was interested does. in that one too. I'll probably skip it now though. Yeah, yeah. after your non non glowing review. Don't but. super recommend it, but you're free to make your own decisions. Oh good, thank you for saying if that. You, if you want. No, you're you're beholden if to whatever you want. that says. <laughs> uh, so you were talking about generous checkpoints with Lost Legacy. You know yes. what does not have generous checkpoints? I do. GTA five, my yeah. god. Are you guys getting destroyed by that or yes. something? The worst part is okay, so recent example we were playing right before we sat down to record uh there's this we were doing one of the franklin missions where you and his two bros got to escape from the cops after this big shootout in a building and then after you do that once you're clear you drive back to franklin's house so we did it we we got to the beach and they couldn't find us there so we were free from the cops and our car was just totally beat up no hood no doors no nothing it was barely turning the handbrake was broken so zach gets out of the car to jack a new one and then we just keep getting into cars that only have two seats and like oh no that's not gonna work we need one with more so we cross the street and all of a sudden you hear oh and then we get in the car and then we start driving, and all of a sudden the mission fails because one of our friends was killed by just a random car that drove no, by him. Oh, ran over. Yeah, yeah. He, he was literally just stuck under a car. And, and then we, we had to redo it. the entire chase scene. Yeah, it just after you get away from the cops, that should be a checkpoint because every time we fail and we get sent back to before the chase, this wasn't the only mission where it happened. It is very annoying because these these cop chases can take upwards of five minutes. Yeah. Just make sure Lamar or whatever doesn't get run over. He just it wasn't even Lamar. It was the other it guy. Was stretch. Yeah. Oh, stretch. Yeah. Some of the missions are, are really cool. I liked the one a lot where we got to choose how we wanted to approach it. Could go in the loud way or go in the, oh, the quiet, yeah, the sneaky heist. way. Yeah. So the heists that, are very fun. Yeah, that heist was was really cool. I liked I liked the recruiting mechanics of hiring guys and the worst guys you recruit, the the worse your mission goes. Thought all that Dude, was cool. The the worst guys, whenever I hired them, would 100% die like every time. <laughs> yeah, we like, chose there was like, one moment where we were doing a getaway. I don't even know how he died. He just like fell off his bike. <laughs> yeah, died. Weird, yeah, so that happened to us. And then Zach told me it was going to happen. He's like, yeah, the worst guy's going to fall off his bike yeah. and then drop his share of the money. But then Zach was driving right behind him when he crashed exactly. and he scooped yeah. up the money. Yeah, I saw the same thing. Yeah, it was a it was a good it's move. Like I don't know how that handoff worked when this guy eats it on his bike. <laughs> yep. 
there to grab the money off of him. Yeah. But it's a good time. I really like the driving. It's fun. I'm glad I like yeah. the driving because there's certainly a lot of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a good don't time. go play GTA 4 because the driving in that is dookie. Really? Really bad. Yeah. Mm. It takes like an entire intersection to turn. Like it's realistic physics, but it feels awful. Yeah. Uh, GTA 5 is a lot. Trevor is a, is a wild man. Yeah. My you got God. to him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played through his yeah, whole introduction. You, he, uh, you can never really guess what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, which it's, is a, I, it's frightening. A good part of his character. Yeah, oh, he's terrifying. He's a maniac. Yeah, yeah, but having a good time with that game. I'm also playing what people call the, the GTA set in Japan, and that's Yakuza 0. Oh, very similar. <laughs> I saw a comment again that. on Twitter this week that was like, should I play the Yakuza games? And someone's like, yeah, it's basically GTA in Japan. Dude, I'm like, no, it it's is, not. That is the... It is the worst way to recommend the game because it is not at all. If you go into it expecting GTA, you're going to be disappointed because it's yeah. just not. Yeah, but I'm yeah. having a super good time with Zero. I put in about eight or nine hours into it. Got both Kiryu and Majima. I feel like I, you're going to be hearing me play a lot of Yakuza in 2020. I'm feeling like Oh, it's yeah, I'm be, all about it. I'm like all that. about that. Yeah, but it's, it's a good time. My favorite part of it so far was just having just beat Judgment last week. It's just going around and finding, like, oh, this is going to be the law office someday. And just finding all those places in Kamurocho is really cool. All the stores that are still there, things like that. I really like the setting just back in the 80s. It's it's really cool how it feels like a totally different town because of the time period, but also the same because it is the same map. So I really like it. Uh, I like the combat a lot. I only use the brawler style as Kiryu. I don't, I don't see a reason to switch to the other the... two. Yeah. So the what is it the the thug or whatever the yellow one is I forget thug is that? a is a Majima style uh, okay the yellow the one of... is beast beast yeah it's beast beast is awful yeah <laughs> I hate it horrible beast. but uh, the rush is the, the other one is what is it the purple rush. one is the rush rush. Style. rush uh rush can be good for boss fights when they're kind of quick yeah and you can just get away like the uh, the dash is super cheese on that for some boss fights. So it's got its uses, but uh, yeah, Beast was uh, – I would never use Beast. One of my favorite moments so far in the combat was <laughs> I was Majima and I was learning how to use his style with like the eye poking move and things like that. And oh, I got yeah. this guy pinned in a corner and every time he would start to get up, I'd just stomp him and he'd go back down. And I, I eliminated two full health bars doing that. And it took like a couple minutes because it was slow, but I was like, how long is this going to work? And it never stopped working. It was Have awesome. you gotten his, his bat yet? No, I only have one style for him so far. That's right around so where that, I stopped. Once you get there, that's the super cheese. Yes, yeah, the There's spitting. a move where you can basically just lock someone in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really like the story, too. It's it's setting up kind of a, a longer thread. A few longer threads like Judgment did in the beginning. It's really interesting so far. I like all the real estate stuff that's going on. And then I've been – I think I've already done more side quests in Yakuza 0 than I did in Judgment. I've got some good ones. And then the – the bigger like side quests that it has later in the game are some of my favorite in the series too. My favorite so. little side quest so far that I did was the one where you have to talk to this this band who's supposed to be like all punk and grunge, yeah. but they're really a bunch of nerds. So you have to tell them how to talk tough and then watch their concert. I thought that yeah, one was, that one was really that. fun. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones in Zero, but it's good. I like it a lot. It's fun. I wish I could sprint indefinitely. He gets really tired, and you could sprint forever in Judgment. But you can upgrade that. You can upgrade okay. it. Sweet. Yeah. Don't ignore a certain <laughs> set of the upgrades, please. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Most yeah. of them are useful. Yeah, that was rough in Judgment. The, the key thing, brutal. 
I can't. I, I still can't believe you didn't do that. Like, like that didn't even cross my mind that someone would uh, would have would not be able to just go through all the doors. Like, yeah, no, I, I had to open the keys for almost the entire game. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. And you just don't think that's weird. I did think it was weird. I'm like, well, why? I'm like, why do I have to do this? No. It's horrible. I hated it. It was my least. I don't know how to play the game. game. <laughs> you know, I had to upgrade things. That's true. Uh, I, I, I beat the game. I knew did. how to play. I beat handicap. the game with major handicaps. Maybe that means I'm secretly a god. Yeah, that's Maybe. The doors. Yeah, you couldn't get through the door to the final boss. Dude, I because I remember looking through that green page of skills at the start of the game. I'm like, oh, all this is like quality of life stuff. A lot of the friendship stuff is in there. I don't quality make that many of life friends. Is exactly what the keys thing is. I know, and I just never <laughs> thought about it again. I skipped over the key one and never opened that page again until 20 hours later. I'm pretty sure it was super cheap too. Yeah, yeah, it's really cheap. I, I it's like 100. They wanted points. you to buy it at the beginning of the game. No, it's super cheap, but I I just never went there again. Yeah. And that you only happen. have to open keys like once a chapter. It yeah. rarely happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but when it does, you don't have the upgrade. It's you get a stupid. lot of keys, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, good stuff. Also, been playing what the golf? What the golf is supposed to come out on Switch? I got tired of waiting, so I have a one month free subscription to Apple Arcade. My girlfriend has an iPad. I've been using that. Uh, and what the golf is kind of underwhelming. So I heard it was like, oh, it's a golf game for people who hate golf. I don't really like real life golf, but I love video game golf. And this is really not that at all. It's really short, like 20 second levels where you like pull back, uh, just by sliding your finger on the screen to determine the power of the golf ball and then just move it around to determine which way it aims. And then you release and it launches and it does some really funny things. Like sometimes you'll launch like a human instead of a golf ball like there'll be a guy standing at the at the ball and then he'll he'll pull back his club to swing but instead of him hitting the ball he just flies across the map so there's like humorous things like that and now it, then it takes like really weird turns like there's one level where instead of a golf ball you're a bird and you go through a bunch of like pipes and then you get to the end and it's like flappy birdie like you, oh. you basically just play flappy bird no. And then that is really weird. there's a few like Mario inspired levels. Like it has just taken this basic mechanic of touching, pulling back and releasing to extreme levels. But I wanted more of a golf game. So it's, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan on it. Uh, well, it's, I it's mean, only like four hours. So I'll probably finish it, but I was kind of disappointed. Good that you played it on the free trial of Apple Arcade. Yeah, waiting for switch, it buying it and then being disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited for sports story, man. I cannot yeah, wait yeah. For that both. Game. But yeah, this, it was, this was kind of hyped up as like, I, I even heard people compare it to Golf Story. It's like Golf Story. It's a funny golf game, and it's it's really different. It's not the same at all, and I don't really recommend it. I, you just got to be into the uh, the humor and references that yeah. it dishes out. That's all. Like it it'll, it makes me roll my eyes almost every time you get to the end. They're, they're funny, but they're just so stupid. Every time every time you finish a level, it it finishes with a stupid pun. That's like the reward for finishing. It just flashes like a two word pun on the screen. And then you're on to the next one, like flappy birdie. It just, it just never ends. God. Yeah. All the puns, but yeah, not big on it. I am big on grindstone though. Really fun puzzle game on Apple arcade. Uh, that one's really cool. I think I mentioned that I've been playing that next week. Still been playing that just about chaining together, together, different colors on a puzzle grid. And there's a lot of different cool moves you unlock along the way. Still playing that one. That one's really fun, but yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. How about you, Kev? All right. Uh, I actually beat a game this week. It's my first one in like Ooh. a month. Uh, it was Gris. Grease. 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 Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Grease, but then 
I also heard it was from like a, a Spanish studio, not like French where people were thinking the pronunciation was from. So I'm not 100 percent sure. Hmm. But either way, I beat it. Very good game. I uh, I liked it a lot. Man, the art style is gorgeous. And you get to some of the later areas where it kind of puts all of your moves together that you've learned throughout the game. And the platforming actually gets really fun. It's definitely a puzzle platformer. Like, it is it is all about the puzzles. There's nothing that can, like, kill you or anything. It is just about figuring out what the game wants you to do in these certain puzzles. Um, and I, I think... It, it starts off really slow. It's not a very long game either. I think it beat it in three to four hours. Um, but the beginning areas of the game didn't really hook me. It was it was pretty simple uh, what you were doing. And it was it felt a little bit slow in terms of unlocking the different uh, upgrades that you can get for like a double jump or, or some of these other uh, extra abilities that you can get. But once you get to the final area or two, once you have all of the upgrades and the game kind of takes off, the, the training wheels and, and gives you these puzzles to do with all of your abilities. It gets super fun. Uh, and just the, the last area in general, uh, in terms of the art style, the fluid movement of your character through these different puzzling areas with all of your abilities. And then just the final section of the game with the music swelling and everything. It was, it was a pretty emotional moment, honestly. Uh, I don't know if I was just in the right mindset for it, yeah. but I kind of got a little bit choked up at the end. Ooh. And there's no dialogue or anything. It's all just implied with the art style and and with, you know, character emotions. But I kind of got wrapped up in it at the end. That's nice. um, my kind of game. Yeah. So it, it's it's pretty short. So at its – I think it's $17 normally. I don't I don't know if I could recommend it at that price unless you're really into puzzle platformers and those types of games. But I picked it up for I think eight fifty on sale and it was it was worth it. Even just for the latter half of the game when it all kind of comes together at the end. And it was one of the most gorgeous games I've played. Uh just how the art style is. It, it's it's very beautiful. So if it's on sale, I'd highly recommend it. Very good game. Sounds like what we've been saying about Unravel too. Like really good if you can get it on sale. Really good ending too for that game. Yeah. 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 Kind of like that. More more beautiful than that, uh, for sure. The the hand drawn style and, and how fluid everything is 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 really beautiful. And the set pieces in some of the areas are are really cool to look at while you're going through. So yeah, I'd I'd highly recommend it on sale. And if you're a big fan of of games in this genre, uh, you can pick it up at, at regular retail price. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh more Stardew. Uh we got we got a new story to talk about with Stardew a little bit later. Uh, to keep my life with that game going on. But, man, in the last week, I just tore through that game. Um, <laughs> You're so, on year five. I'm, I'm half, basically halfway through year two. Yeah. Because um, I think last week, I want to say I was in fall of year one, somewhere in there. And so in that span, I've played through basically three seasons. And I finished the community center, unlocked the extra areas, and now I'm just going through unlocking all the extra stuff and finishing all these other quests and just getting a ton of money. Oh, yeah. But, man, that game, it is so addicting. Just just that loop, that constant loop of, of going to bed. And I think for, for me, it's that I have specific things that I need to do on a certain day. Like on Fridays and on Sundays, the traveling merchant is there. And on some other days, I knew that there was something I needed to do. So my brain, I was like, yo, if I put this down and 
not play it for a day or two, I'm going to forget what I was going to do on this day. So I got to yeah. play this next day. Every day. But then that happens every single day. There was always something that I needed to do the next day that I was worried I was going to forget. So it just gets you in that loop. Um, but it's good. It is, it is so good. It has gotten to the point now where it is – it's almost perfect. Like, mm. like there are other – there are other things that I think would be cool to add to the game, like um, like some form of, of of like village builder, like building extra things in the town I think would be cool. But I think that'd be a little too big to ask at this point. But, man, I can't think of too many other things I'd really want. Like it is it is near perfection with the amount of stuff that he's added. And then just all the extra side stuff like the. Like the little fish ponds now that you can have and you can breed the fish to not only be able to catch that fish whenever you want, but they also produce like row that you can turn into other things and preserve it. And man, it it's crazy the amount of extra stuff he's added over these last couple of updates and stuff that I don't even think about when I was playing it before. And now I'm just like, yo, I, I can't play without this. Like the whole the whole present feature of the game, remembering what things people like so you don't have to just just little things like that. It it just blows my mind that he keeps thinking up stuff for this game. It is, it is so good. Oh, yeah. I love Stardew. Uh, and then Astral Chain. I am on the last boss fight, and he is brutal. <laughs> um, because you base you go through gauntlets of boss fights as you do in Astral Chain, and you get to the end, and it's it's this whole travel through the main building to get to the final boss, and then you go through like three forms of the final boss. <laughs> And so I'm on his final, final form. I looked it up. I'm using, uh, I'm using the internet to help me out a little bit with some, with some strategies. Luckily I haven't used too many of my healing and buff items yet. I haven't needed them for some of the other boss fights. Uh, the game has a feature where you have only a certain amount of revives before you have to like start over, which terrifies me. I don't want to start over this whole thing again. Uh, but inadvertently i saved all of my items to recharge those so i have like six lives so it's basically going to be a war of attrition at this point (laughs) of me just using them all up healing and using my buffs and trying to take them out but man he's brutal um because his window for when you can attack him is so minute like there's one attack where he goes up and and he spawns a couple of copies of himself and then he starts shooting all of these like balls at you that if they hit you, you take damage. So you're just running around and dodging all of these balls. And then he pops back down to the ground, and that's where he's supposed to attack him. But sometimes you're not even near him, so you have to like run over there, and the balls are still coming at you. So you hit him like once or twice by the time you get there, and then he moves on to his next attack. Like <laughs> You've got to be on it. He does not have too many openings, so it's just going to be something that will take some time. And to be honest, the last couple of days when I've been coming home from work, I didn't really want to do that. I just wanted to play Stardew. <laughs> um, but I'll beat it before uh, Mystery Dungeon and Pokemon, uh, Mystery Dungeon and uh, Animal Crossing come out. Yeah. And before I get Rune Factory 4 as well, I want to get it done. But it's still fun, even though these last couple of fights have been pretty brutal playing it on the regular difficulty. But I'm looking forward to finishing it in the next couple of days. Dude, I can't I, wait for Pokemon. Awesome. That's so soon. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Again, when you don't think about it for a while and then it's just like, oh, it's here. Like, it's like, whoa, Mm -hmm. it just like flew by. I'm just not thinking about Last of Us 2 right now. 
Definitely Man, not I thinking could. about it. I'm definitely thinking about oh, it. Oh, now I'm thinking about I it. I haven't. <laughs> Dude, I watched thinking the... Thinking about Stardew and Astral Chain. Watched the original reveal trailer for Uncharted 4. I was telling Zach about this yeah. earlier today. Man, it sounds way worse than the game we got. It's all the story changes that thing underwent. The original reveal trailer is just uh, Nathan Drake's brother talking about how angry and bitter he is at Nathan Drake for leaving him to rot in prison for 15 years now. Oh, God. You owe me, Nathan. And it sounds way worse than than <laughs> the actual relationship that ends up forming between those two in Uncharted 4. Yep. So I am very glad with the game we ended up getting because it sounded like really cliche and, and like it would have been a stupid, you have a brother twist to throw in for the fourth game. But I really feel like it's pulled off extremely well in the actual fourth game that we got. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So the delay for Last of Us Part 2 is just to kill off Joel. And so, be like, oh, let's get rid of him. We need to change things up here. Bring in Sam Drake. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just they just take that reveal trailer for Uncharted Four, and that's the uh, the launch day trailer <laughs> oh, for no. the Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> Sam rolls out. He's like, I've been in prison for fifteen years, Ellie. <laughs> yeah. Post-apocalyptic <laughs> prison. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened? Oh, my God. What news you got this week, Logan? Yes, yeah, so you just uh, talked about Platinum Games so uh, with Astral Change, so we'll start there. Uh, they, uh, they were in the news for a couple things this week. First off, the wonderful 101 got a release date for non-backers. It's coming in April for backers, but for non-backers, they'll be able to get it in May. It's coming out physically and digitally on May 19th for $39.99. Okay. Yeah, right. so... That was cool to see that, uh, an official release date. Really fast turnaround from that Kickstarter to release. So yeah. it shows they were already developing it and just needed money to, to fund their publishing of it. But yeah. $40, that, I skipped that one on Wii U. So I'll probably pick that up for at some point down the line because I've been interested in that one. And then uh, they, they said earlier this year they were going to show off four games uh, in the near future, and they showed the second one of those today is very early in development. It's called, I believe, Project GG. Yeah, Project GG. GG, everybody. It is a beautiful concept trailer, uh, admittedly, but it it's this little doggy following <sighs> this dude around, oh. and there's this giant like kaiju romping around this yep. city, and then the human turns into this enormous man to fight to fight the kaiju and protect the doggy. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be a spiritual successor, apparently, to Beautiful Joe and the Wonderful 101, directed by Hideki Kamiya. I have uh, never played Beautiful Joe. I have not either. But it's a long ways off, but I think the biggest part of this announcement is this is going to be Platinum's first fully self-published title ever. Wow. So yeah, they're doing it. From, That's exciting. They said from everything, development to promotion to release, all of it is up to them. I'm sure they could do it. Yeah, it's been a goal of theirs for a long time, so I thought that was really cool to see. But it is a long way off. Yeah. All right. That, that doggy was cute. <laughs> yeah, he was cute. Gotta see trailer. it. Yeah. Uh, new a new Shovel Knight spinoff was announced. Just getting through some of the quick stories now because we got some we got some Xbox stuff to talk about. But Sonic Forces we talk about yeah. it all the time on this on just, this show. Just coming out to remind people that that game exists. Yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, Shadow of the Colossus are both free. Very different games tonally. Both worth playing. Uh, <laughs> I would say that Sonic Forces is worth diving into if you're even slightly curious for free. Yep. Like, it's not yeah. a game to the point where I'm like, yeah, don't play it even though it's free. No, I think that I think that's worth playing if it it's is. free. Yeah. 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 And then hey, we... Uh, worth playing. We don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we all played Shadow of the Colossus. Also, definitely worth playing. This, this is a good month. I was yeah. disappointed yeah. to see no VR game after they included a VR game last month. Shadow of the Colossus VR. Oh, man. I would 
Groundhog Day. Oh, please. It's, it's just Groundhog Day every single month. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I would laugh every month. Uh, Sonic's Sonic's everywhere, though, this month. Sonic Generations is free on Xbox Games with Gold. Oh, month. wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. So shout out to them getting the way better Sonic game. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Sonic movie. Yeah. Sonic months. They're also getting a Telltale Batman Season 2, The Enemy Within, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Aren't you playing Lords of Shadow 1? Isn't There's the a Lords of playing? Shadow 2? <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, wow. And, All right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Shantae, Half Genie Hero is the other one. So they always get four. Because of all the backwards compatibility stuff. Those, yeah, that opens up a lot more. The, yeah. the two best for games. Castlevanias were on sale, and I didn't pull the trigger. And now they're twenty bucks again, and now I don't want to buy it. <laughs> it was like ten bucks, yeah, and I was no. like, I'll put it in my cart, and then I forgot, and then I just didn't buy it. Oof, oof. Rondo of Blood and something else. Was Symphony of the Night? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Symphony of the Night's the main one that everyone loves. Yeah. I read a ranking that put Rondo of Blood at top, so it's probably pretty good. I think that's a hipster ranking. I think <gasps> it people must pretty been. much universally agree that Symphony and I. Hey, I haven't played them. I can't. You should. I can't. Lords of Shadow Two is my personal. Favorite. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. me. Simon's Quest. Come Simon's on. Quest. Uh, Kid Dracula, which was previously Kid, Kid Japanese Dracula. exclusive. Oh god, I got any more? It's on that collection. Yeah. Shovel Knight Puzzle Dungeon is coming out sometime. No idea when. When Yacht Club Games had one of their live streams and and they announced this new one, they just keep rolling out new Shovel Knight games. They're like, yeah. finally, <laughs> after five years, we are done developing Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Now, next, Shovel Knight Dig, Shovel Knight Puzzle Dungeon. But Puzzle Dungeon looks cool. It's like a falling block game where you actually maneuver through it, like uh, as Shovel Knight in all four directions, and you fight enemies and and move on through different floors. It looked neat. No idea when it's coming out though. Yep. They also teased a couple new games that they. Didn't formally announce. New Dragon Quest mobile game, Dragon Quest of the Stars, was released on iOS and Android globally this week. Five years after it came out in Japan. Yes, and about, not, not really new anymore. And about Ooh. one year after it came out in, like, a Canada and, like, New Zealand beta. I don't remember where. It was two regions, and they seemed super random. And I, I remember, like, it was last year, and I couldn't try it out because it was in these random two places. But, yeah, now it is. Now it's out everywhere. Now you can. And I still probably won't. Me neither. Do not. I don't play mobile games. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Yakuza Seven is adding new game plus with a higher difficulty as paid DLC. Kevin, has this ever been a thing before? Uh, not as paid DLC. Not they bad. have. Um, they've always had hard modes that you would unlock when you beat the game once. Yeah, it's like Legend difficulty or something like that. Le- right. Legend of the mm-hmm. Dragon. Uh, so yeah, this is kind of bizarre that. That they're coming out with – because I know that a lot of their advertisements, especially in Japan, have been talking about DLC and just like, oh, the, all this extra content coming after. But this is uh, it's kind of lame to Something be honest you would because, expect in because the, the DLC game. is also only usable for players who have beaten the game once. And it's that's been a feature in all previous Yakuza games. Yeah. Like they've always had a harder difficulty unlock when you beat the game. So we don't know how much this is going to cost and we don't know how that will factor into a – western release you know when it's coming out after the dlc is already out if that's going to get packaged in or not uh but definitely kind of weird i'm guessing it'll be dlc in the west too judgment had really weird random costume dlc and things like that so yeah yeah that that'll be thrown in too we still don't know when that game's coming out here we don't yeah yeah they're still waiting on that but they were also working on uh on the remasters for three through five so 
I'm sure that now the teams can all come back together for for this next one. So and then Judgment Two. Judgment Two is next year, right? Yep. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, the way they pump these things out, probably. That's I was telling I Zach my prediction today that I think that Judgment Two is going to take place in Kamarocho and the new city in Yokohama that's going to be introduced in Yakuza Seven. Could be interesting. They could do that. Or yeah. they could just abandon it and move on to something else. <laughs> they do that sometimes, too. Yeah. yeah whatever. Do people consider uh, Fist of the North Star to be a Yakuza game? Technically, right? It's Besides the fact that it is Fist of the North Star characters, it is 100% a Yakuza yeah. game. Because I, I was just same. reading through list of Yakuza games to see all the platforms they'd come out on over the years. And that one was on there, on the official like Wikipedia list of Yakuza games. Yeah. It was like spinoffs, Judgment, Fist of the North Star. And oh, yeah. I, I, I'd say that's a spinoff. Again, because it is... It is basically a Yakuza game with the Fist of the North Star skin on it. Okay. So, yeah, I yeah, that's why I liked it because I have no attachment to Fist of the North Star, and yet yeah. I enjoyed that. Also, Yakuza Zero uh, is out on Game Pass now. Yeah, so, I saw uh, that. Yeah, weird time. Shout out to Xbox players, you can uh, finally play these games and do it because they're great. Uh, you mentioned it earlier in the show, Kevin. A new Stardew Valley content coming out. It was announced by Concerned Ape in a four-year anniversary tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm baffled. Like I, I feel like me along with most people thought that this last update was going to be the last kind of it because because there were so many changes, there were so many extra features that were added, so many little fixes for things, and then it comes out with the news that he's working on two different projects, two other games, and so I felt like it was pretty safe to assume that besides bug fixes for Stardew, like this was going to be it, but nope. He comes out and says, now that 1.4 is out on all intended platforms, I'd like to announce that there will be another free content update, 1.5. It's currently in the works. The dude is crazy. And yes. the fact that all of all of this content's free. It's like he's Everything's a perfectionist, free. just wants to, he thinks of something new and he's like, I mean, I make this game alone, I can just do it, right? Yeah. I guess, yeah, he's got. He wants to perfect it. He's got entire creative freedom, especially now that he's self-publishing on basically all platforms except I think iOS or something. Okay. So if you're playing Stardew on iOS. There's some people out there. <laughs> there's some people. Yeah. Let's get it on Switch. But yeah, crazy. I, I can't believe this game is still still getting support. And I'm excited to see what content is in 1.5 after the amount of really quality stuff that was in 1.4 that I didn't even think about. I'm excited to see what new stuff he's come up with that I can't even imagine for yeah. 1.5. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. I feel like, what, what game was it? Oh, yeah, Iceborne really did the same thing, I think, last year for us. It was all these quality of life improvements. Like, man, I cannot go back <laughs> yeah. now that that's a part right. of the game. Yeah. yeah, and stuff that you'd be like, I mean, before it came out, yeah, I just play without it, it's whatever. And then it comes out, and you're like, oh, my God, thank God oh, this yeah. is here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't think about it before, but now, like, I cannot play without it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a little bit of a a strange story, not something we usually talk about. A lot of game companies are pulling out of gaming events uh, because of coronavirus concerns. It seems like every day, one or two more companies are pulling out of uh, what GDC in San Francisco or PAX East over PAX in East, Boston. Yeah. Those are the two big ones right now. Uh, Zach and I were talking about jokingly flying out to Boston for a Monster Hunter celebration event. It's canceled. It's not happening anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, Capcom is not going, so I think there's still going to be some gathering of fans, but it's not going to be the same event that it was. Sony pulled out. They were supposed to bring the Last of Us Part Two to PAX East, and they no longer are. Yeah. And then a number of developers also pulling out from GDC in San Francisco. So just really interesting to see. Yeah, 
yeah, just every single day someone's someone's coming out and saying like, yep, this company's not going to be here. And at a certain point, I wonder if there's going to be anybody that shows up. Yeah. To like, like PAX East. Like I, I, I swear there's a new company that pulls out every single day. Yeah, but it's, it starts today. So yeah. I guess there's still some there. Like Yacht Club, Yacht Club Games is there with Shovel Knight. Oh, All right. Dedicated <laughs> creator. Yeah. 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 But I mean – it, it makes sense to protect your employees if that's mm-hmm. a major concern. Like it, it makes sense. It just kind of sucks because these are some big events and it's taking a lot of wind out of the sails, especially in a time where uh, news is going to be pretty crucial with the end of one generation and the start yeah. of another one. Like now's the time we need some to stuff. start building up hype for things, and it's just kind of bad timing. And speaking of that hype, Kevin, we finally got some Xbox Series X news this week. Still nothing really concrete on PS5, but Microsoft is finally talking. Uh, 12 teraflops. It's a Still lot, don't know a exactly lot how that measures things, but that's a lot. What that's, was, a, that's a lot of flops. What was, what was uh, Xbox, Xbox One X? Was that 7? 8? I think it was like 7 point something, yeah. 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 It was close to double. The, the Series X was close to double of whatever the xbox like, one yeah. is doing another four yeah. teraflops and yeah. stuff i yeah. don't Ooh. know what it means but it looks like a powerful machine it sounds strong but really the most interesting thing that came out of this was microsoft's new smart delivery feature which basically says that if you buy the game on any of our platforms you own it on all of our platforms and uh, cyberpunk 2077 will be a part of that cd project red jumped on that saying gamers should never be forced to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades and this was also kind of the first we really heard about a Cyberpunk 2077 uh, upgrade because before they said, oh, we're not focusing on current next gen, we're focusing on current gen. But now they're saying Xbox One owners will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. This is a really good consumer-friendly move right in line with kind of everything Microsoft's been doing the last, say, two years or so uh, with the backwards compatibility game pass and now this. This is a really good move. Uh, what do you guys think of it? I, yeah, I think it's great. In terms of consumer, it's fantastic because you have a lot of of late-gen releases that come out, and most of them get another release on the next next platform, whether it be PS3 to PS4, Xbox 360 to Xbox One. A lot of them did that, and so it's cool to see one of the biggest games coming out this year in Cyberpunk already saying, like, yeah, you, you don't have to pay again if you want the Xbox Series X version whenever that comes out. Like, that is a super consumer friendly move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this is really good, like Halo Infinite say, oh, I'm not going to buy uh, an Xbox Series X on launch or even close to launch, but say I pick up uh, Halo Infinite, play it on a friend's Xbox or something like that. If I have that game tied to my account, that's mine forever. I get an Xbox Series X, I already have a small library of games built up, plus the backwards compatibility all the way back to the original Xbox. Like, that's yeah, amazing. That, yeah, it just kind of ties a bow on the entire backwards compatibility thing that microsoft's been building up this last generation and it's really cool that basically every single platform of theirs is supported whether you go back to the original xbox 360 one x and then this just takes it a step further and pc yes if you buy these games on pc like uh, maybe my laptop could run halo that's another thing i would have on xbox series x if if i ever got one of those so yeah it's really cool to see them really nurture that ecosystem it's awesome and then to see a developer like CD Projekt Red jump on that too is really cool. Yeah, it's just interesting yeah. though because Sony like resells everything. Like The Last of Us Remastered came out a year after The Last of Us originally came out. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do this too or if they go the more traditional route. 
Yeah, and I and I wonder how that would factor into a studio's decision uh, to to make a game available on both platforms. Like like a big game like Cyberpunk, I'm sure they don't have to worry about it, but maybe a, a smaller development effort. Like maybe they they rethink about that that we wouldn't get the sales again if we port it to the next console. I don't know, um, but for the big big studios, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Like Square Enix just said that they're not going to make next gen exclusives for a couple of years. Like it seems like a lot of the new games for 2021 and maybe even beyond that are going to be on current gen consoles. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's a really great thing to know if you ever do think about upgrading to a new Xbox. Yeah, more more reasons to start getting invested in the Xbox ecosystem. They're doing a really good job. Yeah, like it's, it's piquing I'm, my interest. Yeah, because I'm surprised at, at how interesting they're making all of this, despite the fact that they still have very little in the way of uh, of console exclusives <laughs> that I'm interested in. Yeah, but it it's honestly a really good deal to have all generations of xbox available at your fingertips and then being able to upgrade whenever you want for no extra charge in terms of the games fantastic yeah and being able to use your xbox one controllers on a series x like that's just another great thing too it's like oh i don't if i own an xbox one i can just buy a series x and have multiplayer right away with the new controller i get with it and my old xbox one controller like yeah thank god it didn't drop 200 bucks on my elite and not (laughs) (laughs) not have that work on the next generation Buy it again, $200. Yeah, like we've heard that, I heard rumor that the DualShock 5 will work on the PS4, but don't know about the DualShock 4 working on the PS5. Don't count that'd on be, it. That'd be bizarre, especially if if it is backwards compatible with PS4. Like, who in the world is booting up their, their PS4 and playing it with their PS5 controller? <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I can think of is compatible. someone who's not ready to buy a PS5 They yet. just drop that. And Sixty dollars for a that's controller. That's still a, a big investment because controllers are. I mean, they're way too expensive for what they are, but oh, they're yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. But say your DualShock Four breaks, you not ready to get eh. a PS Five. Just pick up a a DualShock Five instead of a replacement. That's that's yeah. a world I could see it happening in. But yeah, yeah it would be it would be strange. <laughs> who, who would do that? Yeah, we got my DualShock Five to play in my PS Four. <laughs> Let's <games>. go. <laughs> You want to yeah. you want to seem like you're cool, but you don't have you know the PS5. <laughs> I want to check out my PS5 controller. Yeah, if they do that without having the PS4 controller work on the PS5, that'd be very interesting to uh, me. Yeah. yeah, and that Kevin is it for news this week. All right. So in honor of possibly not having to rebuy games on the next generation of consoles, at least with the Xbox ecosystem, if any of us decide to invest in that at some point. We're going to take a look back at the times when we have had to rebuy games, whether it be from one platform to another or if you're upgrading from one generation to the next, say from PS3 to PS4, PS2 to PS3. What games have you guys bought only to rebuy again on another platform? Yeah, so Sony is really into making remasters and collections on newer generations considering the lack of backwards compatibility. And when I was a kid i basically cleared out my ps2 collection so i was super excited going into the ps3 area era era, being able to buy some of these collections like the sly collection i bought um with one through three jack and daxter collection the first three of those um kingdom hearts 1.5 and 2.5 i think we can't talk about this subject without bringing up kingdom hearts yeah at least because they just keep making new ones they made that one with uh they made the story so far and then added all, Kingdom Hearts 3. All like for one. Every without the DLC. Way. 
oh god and then they're gonna do like all for a, one plus the dlc yeah and they're gonna do another re-release of kingdom hearts 3 with the dlc and yep. then they're gonna do a re-release mm-hmm. of everything oh my god so i've bought square enix since I had 1.5 and 2.5 on PS3 at one point in my life, I have technically rebought most of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Um, yeah, and moving from PS3 to PS4, I got stuff like the Nathan Drake collection, getting the first three Uncharted's on PS4. I got Last of Us Remastered, like we were talking about, came out a year after The Last of Us came out in 2013. Um, stuff yeah, I think that was basically all I had on my list, but you know, Sony is yeah, it's, it's lack of backwards compatibility forcing us to buy all these games. Yakuza's, you have a couple Yakuza's on your. Oh, list. the Yakuza's bought the remasters. I didn't have three originally, so I did technically rebuy four and five, which I own digitally on PS3. Um, but I did play Kevin's three, so I never actually owned it. So now I have three and rebought four and five. Yeah. It, is, it is nice owning the whole series, just on PS4. Oh, it, oh yeah. it is it's beautiful. I like it a lot. Where's Dead Souls? I want I want a version <laughs> Dead of Dead Souls. Souls that doesn't chug. Yep. I think I said on this show I'd, I'd play them all once I had them all on PS4. So I'm trying to make good yeah, on that promise. Yeah, all here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see on my list. I got rid of Epic Mickey when I was a kid, then found it at GameStop <laughs> for $3. So I was like, sure. Yeah, that game that game stock dropped yeah. at GameStop. That thing's like a buck or two now. <laughs> yeah. So I repicked that up. Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City I own on Xbox 360, but that's back at my parents' house. And they were just on sale on PlayStation 4 digitally for $5 for the return to Arkham Technically, I also rebought those because I did have them originally on PS3, and now I bought them digitally. So that that, that was nice just to get those for $5. Still own them physically, technically, on the 360, but to be able to play them just digitally on my PS4 will be nice because I do want to play those someday. Uh, Uncharted was kind of weird. I borrowed Kevin's copy, I think. I think of or your one of your two copies. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miners Axe. I borrowed. I don't own it physically. Okay, so I borrowed oh, so Kevin's. I borrowed Kevin's one through four. I played them all, and right, then yeah. I bought them myself. Uh, Got to own Uncharted, one of my favorite series, and then went to half price half price books with Kevin and found the original Uncharted for like two dollars, and then. At a store here in uh, in town, I found Uncharted 2 and 3 for $3 each, so I just bought the trilogy on PS3 just to put on the shelf for like yep. $8 total. So I, I did backwards rebuying. Also did that <laughs> with The Last of Us that was $2 or something like that. Yeah. Those games are just worthless now on PS3. Yeah, because yeah. of the remasters. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They've got no value. Uh, and then Zelda, back in the Wii U era, Nintendo put both GameCube Zelda games on Wii U. Those mm-hmm. were technically my family copies when I was a kid. Uh, growing up so i i bought them both so uh, i can play them now on my wii u anytime zach and i played twilight princess earlier this year yep. and wind waker is one of my favorite zeldas same a secret of mana i got on the snes <laughs> played through some of it when i was a kid and then you all know the story got the got the remake uh, i know we didn't want to count remakes but uh, that game's too bad to not mention yeah because so, well, we got to mention it in every episode we <laughs> just, just and sonic forces we, we had and sonic forces we did it we met our quota yeah. all right and then uh, I also got Radiant Historia, the 3DS remake. I got super stuck in that game. It's basically a port with a little bit of added content. Mm-hmm. I got super stuck in that game when I was a kid, and I went back, and it's one of those cases where it's like, I would just have to grind in this field for hours to get up to the level I actually should be in this game. So I decided to just play it again. Didn't get that far, but I really want to finish that sometime. That's on my list to try and get to this year. And then on Switch... New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 
I rebought both of those. Rebought New Super Mario Bros. Used Deluxe. You. No, I didn't own the U one. No, you didn't have a Wii U. Hey, you didn't have a Wii U. I played, what are you it, I played about? it on my friend's thing. I didn't own it. <laughs> okay. I just remembered yeah. playing it. Yeah, I didn't regret that. I had a fun time replaying that. And then I played New Super Luigi U for the first time on that, which I never owned before. Yeah. And that was fun. And then Mario Kart 8. I I put like 80 hours of into Mario Kart on Switch after putting like 60 hours into it on Wii U. <laughs> so that game just keeps on going. Yeah. And I want to rebuy Nino Kuni. Because Which I platform would you get it on? I don't know, dude, because I Four. have PS4. I have Nino Kuni 2 on PS4, and I have the original on PS3, so I feel like I want to just complete the Nino I, Kuni family well, on an, on PS4, but and it's the remastered version with the that's updated That's the thing. Specs. Better looking I think version. that's what put it over because yeah. if you buy the Switch version, you're basically buying the exact same game again, but just on the Switch. At least with the PS4 version, you're getting better graphics prettier game but no added content right it's the it's the same game i think both ways yeah i think so yeah because there wasn't really any dlc for it so i'm pretty sure uh, yeah if if you're if you're getting it on switch you are buying a port just 100 percent buying a port if you're buying it on ps4 then you're getting remaster a a remaster basically yeah 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 so it's a great game yeah i do want to play it but now it, it's been put way down the list at this point. Yeah. yeah, it got its it's got its time to shine in the summer where I played like three hours of it and then <laughs> then like same with Nino Kuni too. It was over the summer that they announced the remaster. Well, dang, <laughs> that that really that really made me lose steam on it. But oh well. Yeah, don't blame you. Uh, as for me, Stardew, I've <clears throat> I bought it twice. I bought it on PC uh, when it came out in. Yeah. In 2016, and then more recently, uh, me and Logan wanted to play it together, and we picked it up on Switch. And man, that is the best 30 bucks I've ever spent because I put in 100 hours on PC, and I put in another like 50 now on Switch, and that game's only 15 bucks. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> 30 bucks for two versions of that game. Crazy. Totally worth it. 100. percent uh, and I like having that thing portably, even though it's the exact same game as it is on PC, having it portably and being able to play it on the TV whenever I want easily. Totally worth the extra 15 bucks that I spent. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's great. Good stuff. Rune Factory 4. I don't have it yet. Rune Factory 4 specials coming out. It's already out now, but I'm waiting for it because international shipping takes some time. So I won't have that yet, but uh, be picking that up again. I had it on 3DS back in the day. I'm excited to play through that again. Uh, Yakuza three through five. I own those on PS three, five digitally and three and four physically. So now I own them on PS four, which is nice. Uh, kingdom hearts. I bought 1.5 and 2.5, the collection there for PS four played through one, uh, part of chain of memories before I realized the game is literal garbage and then played part of two. And yeah. then they had the story so far come out. And then that was on sale. And I'm like, screw it. I'll pick that up so I don't have to pick up 2.8. Because for whatever reason, 2.8 is like still expensive. I don't yeah, get it. I don't it's know. It's like it, it's more it's expensive the than disc. the story so far. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's the same disc. It's the 2.8 disc in the story so far. It is, far. yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. 2.8 is bizarre. So I'm like, I don't want to get to the point where I got to deal with that. So I'll just pick <laughs> just up the get story it so all. far. Yeah, and then when I go back to the states, I'll just sell my 1.5 and 2.5 copy. Sell everything like you have and buy all in one. Yeah. Um, 
And then Harvest Moon Magical Melody. That originally came out on the GameCube, but I picked it up on the Nintendo Wii, and that removed features. The Nintendo Wii version removed. (laughs) So in the GameCube version, you could be male or female because that is a feature that just should be in every game like that. But they took that out in the Wii version. You You couldn't do that. And then there were some other random things that they took out from the Wii version. So I'm just like, screw that. And I found a cheap copy on GameCube and picked that up. And so I play that on GameCube. Now, very bizarre decision that the next version of the game removed just normal features. Uh, so, yeah, I, that was another instance of going back in time to pick it up. But I had more of a reason to because there were actually more better features in the features, old version. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the GameCube's better than the Wii in most cases. So, yeah. <laughs> sadly true uh yeah uh, i have a weird sad story to tell that fit, kind of fits into this topic okay so do you guys ever hear of pitfall the lost expedition on GameCube? no i've only heard of pitfall on the atari because i played that as a kid so pitfall is actually kind of a lot like uncharted on the gamecube it okay. was a, like early version uh clunkier older looking but same type of thing indiana jones like adventure swinging through the jungle you fight a lot of crocodiles you fight yeah. way more animals in pitfall okay. than uncharted yeah. but it's the same basic it concept a Nintendo game. and uh well no it was, it was a third-party game it's oh. it was on everything but we just had it on gamecube gotcha so the the lost expedition or last i don't remember but my me my dad and my sister loved that game it was so much fun uh really really good and then a few years later after the wii came out they announced pitfall the big adventure and it completely new box art. It looks like a completely new game. Motion controls all this stuff. It's a port of the GameCube game. Oh, with cool. <laughs> rebrand, a completely rebranded title, a new art style for the cover where he's holding a Wii remote. The back makes no mention of it being a port of the GameCube game. My sister spent her own money on that, and we were kids at the time, so that was like a big deal to go out and spend your own money on a, sure. on a Wii game. And then it was the same game, and she was like devastated. That's insane. Yeah. It is horrible. That's yeah. brutal. I don't know if because no we were kids that. that we missed something at the time, but the box didn't say any of that, and it's a new title. Yeah, it's, no, it should be a new it's game. It's not even like The Lost Expedition Revisited or Upgraded. No, it's He's just... holding it's, a Wii Remote. Yeah, it's a new title. The Lost Expedition versus The Big Adventure. Those don't even sound related. So Yeah, yeah and because it's from the GameCube to the Wii, it either looked the same or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was that was really lame and a sad story from my childhood yeah. related to game. Rip, rebuying, re- unknowingly rebuying <laughs> a game. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and with cool motion controls, they... which make it worse. Yeah, when they shoehorn in the motion controls for the Wii versions, ugh, yeah. yeah, gross. Yeah, I feel like with with these re-releases, when they kind of put it all together into one package, like the Uncharted collection or on the PS3, you had all those collections with the old. Um, Sony properties like uh, Jack and Daxter that I played through and, and Sly. I think it's I think it's really cool to have those. Yeah, it's a little bit harder to swallow when a game comes out for one platform and then a year later it comes out again on the next platform, and it's the same game. Yeah, like there wasn't any extra DLC added or anything. You just have to buy it again uh, for people that were there for the for the original release of the game and having to pick it up again kind of sucks. So I hope that that sort of situation with one version to the next when there's no upgrade beyond just graphics let's hope that will uh, will be free and then if they want to release a collection of a couple of games all as one so then good. have that uh, for one price uh, i don't think that's as egregious or anything but 
Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, don't spend another 60 bucks on the exact same game again, just slightly up for the next generation. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I'm excited for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. It's so soon. Yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's out. It's out in a week. Sixth. Do I pick it up? Up to you, man. Do My I? vote is yes. Team Bulbasaur. Did you say you didn't like it when you played through it originally, Zach? No, I liked or... it. Yeah. Oh, liked you did? Okay. Well, then, yeah. And then you played the demo, and you seemed to like that, too. Yeah, Except it was a when good it, time. You can make the, this remake play itself. So just yeah, no, that it. was stupid. Yeah. I, I, was, I just put it on autoplay, and it was literally just playing itself it in front of my eyes. It walks around to... And it attacks. tries to find the stairs automatically, and then it makes you attack. But there's this new feature that if you just hit A, it picks the most super effective attack against whoever you're facing. <laughs> yeah, so just so hit So if a. you just sit there while he moves and then hit A to attack, you win. That's hilarious. It was so don't weird. do that. Play it the old-fashioned Actually way. Actually play the game. Yeah. Man, yeah. Uh, can't even imagine spending $60 on a game to just play To it. just watch it go. Sonic yeah. <clears throat> Sonic. That was 40 bucks though. Fair. Yeah. Budget yeah. title. Definitely yeah, a This budget. probably should have been, but oh well. Mm. Oh well. <laughs> Any final thoughts before you finish this thing off? I also kind of have a bad habit of rebuying Sonic games. I own Sonic Adventure on Dreamcast and GameCube. I have had the opportunity to write reviews and work on Mania Forces and Team Sonic Racing. So I have all three of those digitally on Switch and then physically on PS4. So, yeah. Just, <laughs> all right. <laughs> there's a lot of Sonic around here. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, and that's also for collection's oh, sake. Yeah. And, if, and if you're going back into the past to pick up some of these games, it usually doesn't hurt you too much on your wallet. It's yeah. mainly when you're there for one generation and then they come out with another version for the next generation still at 60 bucks. That's when it kind of hurts when you're going back and it's like, Hey, 10 bucks or whatever. Three Zach, bucks. Zachary bought me started. secret rings after I got rid of it as a kid. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Happy, <laughs> happy rings. birthday. Thanks. What a yeah. disgusting game. Oh yeah. God. That game's awful. Yeah. Don't ever play that. It's I really have, bad. I have no more thoughts. All right. Me neither. <laughs> Let's go. When's the remaster? Secret. When is the collection of the storybook series coming out? With the never released third oh, version. I'd buy that day one. <laughs> With yeah. Greek or Roman gods, I can never remember. Oh God! Yeah. It's just Luke. Assassin's Creed at that point. <laughs> Sonic. What, Sonic Odyssey. Gonna... Okay, well, should we look this up real quick? What's that? What? Sonic what are you looking up? Oh, storybook three. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Where is it? There was supposed to be a third entry in this storybook series. We got Secret Rings. We got Black Knight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see. Did oh, Sega ran a contest uh, oh. to see what f- what fans wanted, where fans wanted Sonic to go in the third installment of the storybook series, including the Old West, a haunted house, etc. Greek mythology won the poll. However, after the release of the poll, nothing has been announced about the storybook <laughs> series. Since. And then they realized that the two previous games were awful, and they probably <laughs> and they didn't stopped. sell very well either. Yeah, because then because Black Knight came out in '09. And then Colors was 2010. So after that, they were probably like, yeah, let's never go back to, to pre-2010. Yeah, yeah. which uh, which kind of makes sense because those games weren't very good. No, they were not. And then uh, Lost World was after that. Whew. No, Generations after that, but on a Nintendo console, it was, it was Lost World. Lost World. Yeah. Oh, what a lost game. <laughs> Terrible. Worst meal. Worst uh, meal, meal. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's finish that. That's going to do it for us in this week's episode of OD Games. We're here on Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. We're on Twitter at OD Games. You can send an email to ODGamesCast at gmail.com for Logan. And Zach won't be saying that for a little while. I'll be back. I'm Kevin. 
Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.